It was one late night in Charlotte, North Carolina. Troy Polamalu was the last player left in the Steelers locker room. I was the last reporter just having finished an interview with someone else across the way. That player was gone and I'm heading out and I make eye contact with Troy, not wanting to bother him. And he made a certain type of eye contact with me that was the equivalent of, come over here, I got something to say. And he really did. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. Bear with me on this one. It's worth it in light of a lot of recent discussion about the Steelers and how they conduct and comport themselves. Troy asks me what I thought of the game. The Steelers had just dominated the Panthers. You probably remember the game. Everything about it. Offense, defense, all over Cam Newton, the whole deal. This was later in Troy's career. So this wasn't an occasion where anybody would be looking for a reason to complain or to place blame. Not that Troy would be the type to do the latter. And he asked me what I thought of the team collectively. And now I wasn't sure where he was going because this was a little different now. This was now, uh, you know, I just watched you guys... <laughs> manhandle this team. I was okay with your performance. What are you getting at here? But I didn't do that. I, I stayed with him out of respect and said I saw some good things out there. And then I said something that I felt was the truth. I don't know that I've seen this much at all this year, but it sure came out tonight. And he looks at me and in that whispery voice that you can picture in your head says, exactly. He went on to recite a lot of different things that he didn't like about the team's behavior, about the team's attitude, about the team's approach, particularly the younger players. Never, never, ever spoke a name. Again, not at all like him to do anything like that. And I didn't ask for one because I didn't have to. He wasn't referring to an individual or even a couple individuals. He was referring to what he saw as a sea change in all of these things that I just mentioned. And I'm not going to lie to you here. As he spoke, I didn't see it. When he spoke to me about how Aaron Smith and Alan Fanica and James Ferrier would have handled a locker room like the one that he was in, I didn't see it. I'd love to sit here and tell you that I did and that I was like Mr. Smart Guy and Insider and whatever and that I knew what he was talking about. I didn't. In that moment, I didn't. Now, maybe, kind of, I do. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners, at Fubo TV. If you're not yet familiar with Fubo TV, you might want to change that. 
your cable bill, if you're like most of the rest of us, is right in the $200 range. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. You don't pay for the DVR and you get free installation. And with Fubo TV, there's an emphasis on sports. You'll never miss a game. They have NFL Network, NHL Network, NBA, MLB, the whole deal. And that now includes AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, so you get all of the Penguins and Pirates games all season long. No risk to try it. Get full access to Fubo TV seven days for free. Just give it a shot. And, and, because you're listening to this, visit FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. No contracts. You can cancel anytime. FuboTV.com slash DK. Since his retirement, Troy has spoken on a couple of occasions, including with our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, Dale Lawley, about that gap that he experienced, about the difference between the way his group of Steelers carried themselves and the way this next group was already doing that in his closing years. And in doing so, he shed a little bit of additional light on it. He felt that players should enter the NFL and immediately be men, to use his term. Once you've graduated from college, there's no more little boy this, child that, teen this, infant that. It's just about growing up right on the spot, right there in Latrobe, right there in Latrobe, committing yourself to be the best special teams player you can be, which is almost certainly where you're going to end up in your rookie year. Get it all out of your system. Grow up right then and there. And he saw that beginning to change. He saw younger players kind of having this, I got to be me, lifestyle, swag. This is really neat that I'm here. I respect all my elders, but you know, I also have to be true to myself. Whatever that would entail. If you think I'm heading into some social media spiel here, I'm not actually. Um, I'm as sick of the subject as you are. But it does mean something to me that someone of Troy's prominence and of his universal respect that he's earned with the way he's lived his life on and off the football field saw this coming the way that he did. I don't think he saw it as being inevitable to stem. In fact, I'm quite certain that he saw it as being very much something that could have been stemmed, in particular by the head coach. Because lest we forget, if you're talking about leaders in the locker room and so forth, Troy was one of them. At the time I was talking to him, he was very much one of them. 
But there's only so much you can do in a locker room without the strong, authoritative support of your head coach. So Troy's not around now, obviously. He's in the Hall of Fame where he belongs. Brett Kiesel's not around. A lot of those guys from that team, pretty much everybody but Ben, isn't around. Cam Hayward is now the leader of the defense. Joe Hayden, to an extent, Vince Williams. On offense, it's been not just Ben, but Marquise, David DeCastro, guys like that. Juju of the wide receivers, all kids. And it hasn't materialized in any form that there would be any kind of pushback against this. When you talk to someone like Cam Hayward, who I respect more than I could conceivably find the words for here, and you talk to him about this stuff, he'll kind of give you that roll of the eyes like he knows it's not great. He knows that there are younger players that aren't taking the game as seriously as even he might have when he entered the league. But he too makes it sound inevitable, unstoppable. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe Troy's wrong. Maybe Cam's wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe anybody who has any kind of issue with sports not being taken as drop-dead seriously at the top level, maybe we're all just nuts. Maybe in 10 or 20 years, it'll be crazy to anybody that they ever were taken seriously. Maybe. Meaning the way we recall, you know, things being taken seriously. And I'm not saying that like like some, you know, guy on a rocking chair. I'm talking about like five, ten years ago. There's been a significant change in that very short period of time. We can blame it on social media. That might actually just be it. But it's unmistakable, and it has absolutely had an impact on sports across the board, but football seemingly more than any other. I don't know where it goes from here. I really don't. I don't have anything substantive to offer you by way of a conclusion to this segment. I just wanted to share that Troy story with you. That's really it. When we come back, just one question. question to submit yours all you need to do is visit dk pittsburgh sports find the article that accompanies this podcast go down to comments and leave it right there no chance i'll miss it this segment of daily shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garbett kelly and george lgkg They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims, 
The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. LGKG has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them online at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's question comes from Super Bowl 43, who asks, DK, what does this team truly need to get back to having an effective running game? Does it need to draft a Najee Harris type? Does it need to draft one or multiple run-blocking linemen? Will Zach Banner help? Does Kevin Dotson need to be a full-time starter? Will a new offensive coordinator help? What would you say that we need to do here? That is a lot of questions for a thing that's called just one question. But it really all probably does have one answer. Steelers need a running back. Um, It's not cool in this town to say, even think anything negative about James Conner. Conner, when he's healthy, is a decent NFL running back, capable of doing some decent things. But he's not one that's capable of rising above uh, his own level or above the level of the play of the line in front of him. And he's just not out there often enough. I mean, there's there's no getting around this. I, I really don't like to use the term injury-prone for athletes. I know how much they hate it, and I know how hard the guys who do get hurt a lot work to avoid it in the future. And when they do avoid it, how we don't even notice. Like, for example, someone like Stefan Tuitt, who's had the worst luck with injuries, arguably worse than Connors, over the previous couple of years. All Steph did was come in and play all 17 games, including the entirety of that meaningless regular season finale up in Cleveland. 11 sacks to show for his season. Good for him. No one's going to talk about him being injury prone until the next time he's injured. But Connors hurt a lot, and that does matter in a 16-game season. What the Steelers were missing in 2020 more than anything else was an impact running back. If they had had, and when I say impact, I'm talking impact. If they had had themselves a Nick Chubb or a Derrick Henry, even a Kareem Hunt, someone that could make plays but also break them, you know, bust one out. Some of us were hoping, and I know I was one of them, that Anthony McFarland could do that. That's what he did in Maryland. He'd find grass, and then he would just find more grass, and he would explode. Did he not have any holes? Did he not get enough chances? I don't know. I just know that it didn't happen. Benny Snell proved himself to be a running back, curiously adept at finding tacklers. There'd be a hole this way, there would be tacklers that way, and Benny would go that way. What a thing that was to see. If you have that weapon, if you have that guy who can get you that yard, 
Think about that alone, how different this season could have been if the Steelers could have been more effective in short yardage. No-brainer short yardage situations, third and one, fourth and one. Everything would have been different. They would have been moving the sticks. They would have had more confidence. They wouldn't have had the punter coming on all the time. What do they need to do? They need a running back. They need some of the other things that you mentioned, too, in your multifold array of questions there. Yes, Kevin Dotson needs to start every day. Yes, Zach Banner will help by being there as a bookend tackle, I believe, to Chuk Sakura for. You'll have a younger, uh, fresher, stronger, maybe, line. You'll have a coordinator in place who's, I mean, assuming it ends up being Matt Canada. Remember, that's still not official. We'll do other things to make sure that defenses aren't able so easily and so routinely to key in on that awful sidecar handoff. And you can just picture it in your head as I said it out loud now. The one where Ben just standing there and Connor standing to his right. Ben gets the snap and just hands it to him and the defense is going, geez, really guys? <laughs> really? That's all we got to do? Maybe those things will make a difference, but ultimately it's got to be a running back. I don't know if it's a first-rounder. I'm not ready to go through all kinds of draft stuff and everything else. I know there's a lot of mocks right now that have the Steelers you know, jumping on a quarterback. Uh, I'm not there yet. First-round running backs tend to be a mistake. You can find the running back you're looking for in the second round. But maybe, you know, you're drafting semi-late still. Najee Harris is there, and you know that no one else is going to take a running back in the first round, and you just go for the kid. But I don't know. You would think that after a couple years of this, the Steelers would be really, really, really sick of not being able to run the football and would prioritize it. But we'll see where that goes. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody uh, listening, and we will do this again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.